0: And welcome back to Chicks and Bulls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Marley Silva. And as always, I'm joined by my very groovy co-hosts, Gilly Silva and Georgia Moore, all the way down in Melbourne. We're coming to you from a real life studio today for our 16th episode. And I can't tell you how bloody excited I am. Girls, how are we feeling? It's, um, it's really cool, actually. I feel like
1: now it's legit. I'm like, oh, it's not Marley's bedroom um, or George's lounge. Like, this is the real deal. So I feel good.
2: I'm still in George's lounge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, it feels good. Very clear. Yeah. Technology is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's Modern good. technology. I love it. Well, um, to kick us off, as always, I want to hear about your week, skills. Obviously, this is already, you know, the highlight of this week for me. But what about yours, G?
2: I've had a good week, pretty low key back down in Melbourne. Caught out with lots of friends, which was good. Nothing much to report. Max Verstappen <laughs> won the F1 in France last night, so that's always good. But no, not much to report on this end. Killy, stop laughing. Why at me. is Killy in hysterics? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no reason. Anyway, my week was good. Yep. I graduated officially today at university. Yep. I'm um, a Officially Now physio. Amazing. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, That's a big wait, feat. It was good. I didn't go out on the weekend. so Neither did I. I probably deserve a medal I.
0: or something. I don't know what I deserve. I deserve something. Well done to us. Yep. And with all of that said, um, hearing about our good wholesome weekends, it's now time for another equally wholesome part of this podcast. It's becoming my favourite segment, I have to say. Um, and here it is. <laughs>
1: Feedback feels with kills. Beautiful. <laughs> um, that was like really nice of you to say that. That's huh. your favourite segment. That makes me
0: stoked. Oh, it's not necessarily about you but more about the people. But, yeah, no, we'll, whatever. We'll, whatever. You take it take <laughs> it as really, it comes.
1: It, I took it as a me thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, I've got a couple of good ones this week. This uh, girl's Instagram handle is catdog, which, first of all, Props. I enjoy it. And she sent us a really nice message uh, just saying, I'll read out some of it actually. So quote, it's hard to explain the feeling you get when you see a top female athlete perform in a sport you love. It's this tingling inspirational feeling. But hopefully when I have baby girls one day, I really want them to get that feeling when watching their female sporting idols and be able to say, Mum, when I grow up, I want to be a professional and have as much as an opportunity as the boys. I really think your show is so great for this and it does it in a way that doesn't pin the sexes against each other either with that so-called toxic feminist attitude but highlights true equality feminism ideals sorry a lot to take in but important that we read it all out first of all appreciate your feedback um second of all that's pretty much what we're trying to achieve here so we deserve a pat on the back guys (laughs)
0: how <laughs> we both did it then. <laughs> um obviously not a
1: visual medium, so we should describe that. Uh, the other feedbacks I wanted to share with you guys, one was uh, this one particular person on Instagram. Their Instagram handle is All Day A Shay. All day A I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Anyway. Uh, this person has been um consistently replying to chick stories, my stories, commenting on my photos about stage diving, and after my Instagram post about my graduation today said, congrats, surely celebrate with a stage dive. Killer. Which is I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to have to do that this weekend.
0: Yeah, (laughs) love that. Love that.
1: And the only other thing I wanted to mention was the um, hilarious feedback we got on our little reel of Rodney Silver, our dad, (laughs) um, when he was watching one of his old footy games and relaying the commentary that he remembered and how he knew exactly who was going to get the ball next. Um, We got a couple of funny stuff on that too.
0: Yeah, we love a good has been moment. I also just have a little bit of feedback I wanted to comment on, which was how many people sent incredible suggestions for our country music playlist. Oh, it yeah. is now up on Spotify. I couldn't just add it to the Pump Up playlist. We needed its, It needed its own playlist. And so now you will find sitting neatly underneath the Chicks and Balls official pump-up playlist is um, Chicks and Balls and Country Music is the name of the other playlist. Right, playlists. because you didn't tell me this and I got a text message from
1: a friend of the show, Joel Holdsworth, and he said, great country playlist. And I was so confused and I said, what are you talking about? And he was like, Chicks and Balls. And I was like, oh. But See? yeah. the people all over it. Yeah, we love
0: country music. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks uh, for getting around it, friends. Hey, and also continue with the feedback, thanks.
3: <laughs> you the real MVP.
0: And now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our personal MVP title for something they've done that has brought us a bit of bloody joy—good old-fashioned joy. Good old fashioned joy. Uh, who wants What's to get new s- fashion joy? I don't know. Maybe um, old-fashioned. It's just revitalised, all right? <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Sweet. Who's going to kick us off? K-Dog, I reckon you, you want to kick us off. You
1: always want me to kick you off. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's
0: because I'm, I can feel your energy there and you're just rearing to go.
1: Okay. Anyway, my MVPs are Juicy Drake and Michael B. Jordan, who went to a local high school basketball game, uh, Sierra Cannon High School. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. MVPs, man.
2: Funnily enough, where Kendall and Kylie went to school. And now, obviously, yeah. where LeBron's son is, and that's why they were there. I was saying to you guys today in the text. Imagine being like, "Oh yeah, dad and his mates gonna come watch the game," and then <laughs> your dad's LeBron James, and he's like no that's actually B, Jordan and, Drake. and how do
0: you like perform under that pressure? Like uh, you'd just be yeah, like a, of course it's it's your friend's dad. Maybe you'd be sort of normalised to LeBron, but then like Drake and Markovic Jordan. Do you feel like that school must be like a like a cool school?
1: Like it's known for like I think it's where a lot of celebrity kids go. Right. Okay. See that makes sense you got more facts for us g
2: also though around this because so amari bailey yes who's amari in that photo bailey yeah, yeah. who's like one of the star players of the team who's in that photo like yeah. these kids are famous already if you have a stalk through his instagram yeah you know, i so- drake they're Lake like at the arcade and drake not not this photo yeah at the arcades but like these photos went viral because i feel like it was hectic that michael b jordan was there too but he's got videos from like old games of Drake like giving him pump up advice when they've lost and stuff and there's just like rappers for days at these basketball games all the time Amari already has 318,000 followers but Bronny James I was looking at him yeah. today he's got like 6 million followers or something these kids are they're,
1: they're real deal
0: man.
2: celebs already yeah, so Drake, yeah. Well, Drake's not true like
0: <laughs> wow, wait, that oh. is so intense. Sometimes you hear that sort of stuff and you're like, there's just parts of America that it's just like not the real world yeah. where that sort of stuff yeah, happens. it's a completely different universe that
1: they
2: live
0: in. Yeah. Gee, uh, let's stick with you now. Who is your MVP? I love this one.
2: My MVP this week is Cristiano Ronaldo for plummeting Coca-Cola's stocks by over $4 <laughs> billion dollars in one press conference. <laughs> <laughs> their market worth, I should say, not their stocks. He, um, and it's become a bit of a trend at the Euros this time around, and the players have actually been told to pull their heads in and stop doing it. But he sits down at a press conference and just like shifts two Coke bottles out of the way and picks up a bottle of water instead. And within the time that that press conference aired, that market value of Coca Cola dropped by an estimated. Imagine having that dollars. kind of power. Imagine having that kind of power. But like, if that's what he does unintentionally, imagine what you could do for any company that you wanted intentionally. But another player moved like the Heineken zero alcohol bottle out of the way, and there was a third player who moved something as well, and then after that, because obviously the Ronaldo thing was the biggest, and a few of them started doing it and then the Euros actually had to pull them in and be like, guys, <laughs> you have to stop messing with the sponsors. Product placement, please. Oh, that's so good. So, what a guy! Yeah, wild. I just think that's so cool. Anyone who has enough power to unintentionally shift $4 billion worth of stocks deserves And, my- and I think, yeah. like, there's something in
0: that where you could quite easily, you know, use that superpower for really good, stuff like w- imagine if you know a Cristiano Ronaldo came out was like the anti-fossil fuels or something or does that get too political like you know what I mean uh, no yeah.
2: but will people no I think it's like yeah but I think it's almost like the like unintentioned nature of it that has the most impact because it's that really subtle like I don't think he went in being like yeah this is a marketing play for me but I think as soon as you get to like curated around something it's r- a really different impact but I just think it's like, like you, you said to the group chat, imagine all the health yeah. companies being like, this is all we had to do all at this time to tank Coke. Oh, like, so all those proposed sugar taxes, all hectic. they needed
0: was like Ronaldo to do that. That's pretty cool. I love it. I think it's really cool. And it's at the end of the day, you know, the people have, Coca is one of those sort of like evil corporations kind of seen as a lot of the time, whatever you believe. So it's, um, it's kind of cool. I love that. I love him. I love him as well. Um, my, <laughs> I think we love him for different reasons. Because I love him
1: because of what he looks like. Well, I
0: love what he looks like too, but
1: I love his skill set.
0: Yeah, I mean, what about I? him. <laughs> <laughs> my MVP, I read this today and it honestly just really made me have a good laugh. And this is what you should do when you're this kind of person. Usain Bolt, um, his partner <laughs> has given birth to twins and it has been confirmed that one of them has been given the name thunder so that child's full name is thunderbolt
1: yeah but the other one is olympia lightning bolt
0: no yeah so that's the daughter yeah. but then there's new twins and one of them is thunder oh okay and i just think I didn't even. I just saw the thunder, and I was just like <laughs> real happy about it because if you've got a unique last name like that, I think you have to take advantage of that. And you're and you're Usain Bolt. Like you only he him and his offspring can really pull that off. Yeah, it's hectic. Oh, what about what a man?
1: Mum used to say that she was going to call one of us Sterling
0: sterling silver, silver. <laughs> which is just stupid <laughs> because you, i don't know if you guys remember sterling mortlock who was a wallaby yes um and he was quite big and um so growing up I, and i was convinced for a while that m- mum was serious like i didn't even realize the joke for a long time so i was like oh yeah if i was a boy mum was going to name me sterling and then yeah so classic but so you got to do stuff like that i yeah. love that yeah do it <laughs> Onya. Onya Usain. Also, we have a group honourable mention that was a beautiful thing to watch in the NRL over the weekend. A young man by the name of Tyrell Sloan made his debut for the Dragons uh, against uh, when they played the, the Raiders on Saturday night and he has a pretty special story. From about two months old, his grandmother um, looked after him and was basically his sole carer his whole life. Uh, she's this incredible Woman who he speaks so highly of, and it's a really beautiful thing to watch. And there was quite a bit of footage of her presenting his jersey and like being with him before the game. And then all the broadcasters really focused on her throughout the game. And she was repping a YKTR, YKTR. jump up. Oh, so good. Um, and he absolutely killed it and scored it. A- amazing try on his debut and it was quite emotional and he got quite emotional as well and all the teammates got around him and so we just wanted to give an honorable mention to Tyrell Sloan's nan cuz she seems like an absolute queen and what a woman to see yeah the way her love has manifested in her grandson's you know budding career so good on ya Touchdown! Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And to kick us off, I'm going to throw to our resident NBA expert, um, Georgia Moore, because I tried to talk about basketball in our group chat today and absolutely humiliated myself. That's right, we are talking about the NBA playoffs, which are coming to a head at the moment. Gee, you've been shooting in. What's so special about this year's playoffs?
2: I just want to make it pretty clear how low the bar is if I'm considered the NBA
1: <laughs> expert in this chat. I can give it a good crack. But you just say everything better.
2: I'll, um, I'll take it. I'll run with it. And I will shame Marley into what she is talking about in the group chat today. She was like, guys, the 76ers just lost, sending it to an eighth game. And... I also will take credit here for being like, wow, I follow Marley pretty blindly when it comes to most things because I knew that was wrong <laughs> and I knew that it just meant the seventy sixes were knocked out. But when she said it, I went, shit, what's happened here? And Googled it. And then I was like, no, Marley, there's no such thing it as an a game. game. And look, I'll cop it. Anyhow, I'll wear
0: it. It's like when I said the 1060 thing, I said it completely wrong when we talked about snowboarders at the beginning of... uh, (laughs) 1,000 and...
2: 1,000 and
0: what? (laughs) So, hey, look, I'll cop it and now that's why you're in charge of Basketball Chat.
2: I will. I will take the lead on this one. (laughs) There's been a lot happening in the NBA playoffs and we touched on it a few weeks ago. There's just been like heaps of media surrounding it and really crazy shit going on with crowds and players and fights and stuff. So lots of content coming out of it. One of the biggest ones is that a lot of the teams featuring in the playoffs this year have not been or won, been in them or won a championship for quite some time. Notably, the Brooklyn Nets, the LA Clippers, Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets, and Phoenix Suns have all never won a championship, and the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Hawks have all none of them have won since the most recent was 83. So <laughs> Some pretty fresh faces in the playoffs this year. And, you know, the t- past two years have been pretty widely regarded as some of like the most impactful trades and one of the biggest shakeups the competition has seen in a really long time. has been like crazy shifts in the past few years, which has really seen the lack of the teams that were so dominant for so long, like the Cavs and the Warriors, probably most notably. Obviously, the Hawks beat the 76ers today, which is the big news. But before we get to that, I should touch on actually um, LeBron's tweet, which has really shaken up the league. Well, not shaken up the league, but been a big talking point because he basically has come out with a big I told you so to the league on the amount of injuries that have been happening during this playoff. He said at the start of the season, because of the season being pushed back due to COVID last year. They had a much shorter off season this year. We all know how much NBA players travel and how short their turnarounds are. And he tweeted, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries aren't just part of the game. It's lack of the pure rim rest before the season starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars has missed playoff games most ever in league history. This is the best time of year for our league and our fans, but missing a ton of our favourite players. It's insane. If there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. I speak for the health of our players and I hate to see this many injuries this time of year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your faves guys right now. Wow. Fighting words from LeBron. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving, probably one of the most notable injuries to go down in the playoffs. Um, Kyrie Irving, probably one of the most notable injuries to come out of the playoffs, which was huge. But yes, Bucks versus 76ers, Marley, you watched it in the dying minutes. <laughs> you mean Hawks
0: versus 76ers? Hawks the, versus 76ers. The Hawks are now going to play the Bucks. See? Ha-ha. Yes. Um, I did watch the last four minutes. <laughs> She's before, onto it. And then yeah. the Clippers have got the Suns. Yes, in the Western Conference final. And yes. who
2: plays for the Suns, Kills. Kendall Jenner's
0: boyfriend. Yeah. Why are you all? You all looked at me like <laughs> No, we're just all try, like keeping each other's um knowledge up. Shitters. But uh, yeah, I watched the last four minutes because when I. The booker. I um, checked in. Uh, I just remembered that it was on today. And um, there was 86 all with four minutes to go. And uh, look, I, don't, I obviously don't know a lot about basketball, but I enjoy watching it. And there was just like dumb kind of errors and fouls thrown away. There was one foul in particular that they got um, three free throws. And um you didn't get it. What? Like you didn't understand why. No, 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 no. I totally understood why. The guy whacked him in the face. I was oh. like, it was stupid. Oh, it was you're, stupid you're, from the. You're down, defensive. and then yeah, they right. got three, um, free shots, and then oh, that was it. that really broke that the hurts. lead. And interestingly, and I wanted to talk specifically about this because I, I think we all as Aussies get quite defensive. There's been a lot of criticism of the performance of Ben Simmons. Um, that was probably the thing I even heard in the commentary when I was watching the game, and he only scored five points. If I'm. Um, yeah, if I'm right. And then, yeah, there was a few other things he, he got criticised for. And so, Gee, you reckon he's going
2: to get traded? I do. Well, yeah, there's been lots of question marks around his performance throughout the whole finals playoff series. He was always known for not ever being able to shoot threes. And now he's becoming pretty horribly known for not being able to shoot free throws. Uh. Um, he's the second most expensive player the 76ers had and debatably – well, between him and MB, top one and two, depending on their performance. And, yeah, unfortunately, he just didn't really – look, depending on how you look at it and depending how much you love him, I know um, Christian Petraka from The Demons came out pretty hard defending him, which is cool to see Aussie athletes. But there were some sort of pivotal moments that he didn't probably deliver as much as you'd want one of your marquee signings to be delivering throughout the series. Debatable whether some of those were turning points of this – playoffs but yeah Suns would probably be looking to trade one of the two and I think if you were judging it off recent weeks Ben Ben might be looking for a team elsewhere which look he's still a phenomenal player he'll still likely hopefully go to the Olympics he's still an all-stars contender so it's not like he's bad but (sighs) I just think you know when push comes to shoves with the 76ers he'll be looking to go elsewhere and probably sign massive money in doing so so yeah they're some of the biggest stories to come out of the series.
0: Well, we've missed one. Let's jump jump to the west coast now because it's something that we mentioned before. Um, but we were speculating, and sorry if you're not into the Kardashian Jenner clan. Um, we are a little bit. We, we are women who are, have diverse likes. You're Passions. into the Kardashians <laughs> more than I am. Yeah, I appreciate them though. I appreciate them. I think. They're and great. I think this I'm is. I'm a big a- fan. Yeah, and I think that this is an important thing to discuss because everyone kind of recognizes what is known as the Kardashian curse. So, historically, I mean, almost uh, yeah, they've dated a lot of NBA players between all the the sisters. Oh, right? do you blame them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, and yeah, namely, namely, Chloe and Kendall. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And well, Kim was married to one for a hot minute. Um.
2: <laughs> what well, was it? Seventy-two days. Yeah, that's it.
0: Um, but that's the whole thing. You guys thing, know right? way too much. <laughs> I'm invested. I don't care I, I, unashamedly. Oh. So the Kardashian curse. If you're unfamiliar, it's it's a term uh, that was kind of came to fruition because every NBA player that seemed to have something to do with the um, Kardashian Jenner family ended up seeing their career plummet after dating them. And some say it's because Kris Jenner works in mysterious ways. That is the mum. Others, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, but I bought into it. And I think that now we've seen um, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns um, officially kind of come out as Kendall Jenner's boyfriend in their one year anniversary posts that um, we, me and Georgia, gawked over. And he's playing phenomenal. So we want to say, like, Chris Humphreys, Lamar Odom, pff, After being with the girls. And then now... Deep Booker's getting better. He's just getting better. So maybe he's perfected the formula. Gee, you have some thoughts.
2: I do have some thoughts. First of all, big fan of uh, Kendall and Booker. So stoked for him. He's also actually been playing incredible basketball throughout this final series. He now owns... uh, LeBron James has come out and said that he's no longer going to wear 23 moving forward. And the last game he played was against Booker who knocked him out of the finals in the first round for the first time ever for LeBron, but also now is the proud owner of his last ever match worn 23 jersey which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's But that, in photo saying was mad. that he has broke such a good photo. Yeah. In saying that he has broken the Kardashian curse. Kendall's three most recent exes prior to him have all got knocked out of this year's final series so it's like you know
0: did, was it ever confirmed that she dated ben simmons i said yeah. ben like he's my friend yeah yeah she did but ben. Da-
2: ben she did <laughs> confirm that on the ellen show oh okay i missed that okay and then who were the other Oh two? my gosh what do you guys do in your spare time i don't know this stuff hey well the dating stuff <laughs>
0: obviously it becomes important on the podcast okay, so you maybe need to tell me? <laughs>
2: who did she, who were the other two that she dated? The three others were Carl oh. Kuzma, who now dates Winnie Harlow, another model, but he plays for the <laughs> Lakers, so was knocked out in round one with LeBron. Ben Simmons, who got knocked out today with the 76ers, and Blake Griffin, also oh, been knocked out in the playoffs she this year. Did date Blake Griffin? He's a bit older. Yeah, briefly, yeah. I mean, there is more, but as far as those that were in the playoffs this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those yeah, three yeah. were out. We'll see but, you go. hey, Let's hope Book sees it through to the end. I actually will jump on the uh, Suns bandwagon. No,
0: That's who no you're backing. Well that was going to be my, my final question to wrap up our little NBA chat was going to be, who are you backing? So you're backing the Suns, G. Who are you? I'm backing the Bucks because I like Giannis. I might go um, the Clippers just to be different. Yep. I don't they've, know enough. They've that. Never, never won. They've
1: never won. won. That helps. Um, I'll, I'll go back and do some research. I'll come back to you with some
0: fangirling um, facts. Love that. Yep. All right. That wraps up our little MBA chat. The next story that we wanted to talk about is a, a pretty interesting one um, and somewhat controversial. It's caused quite a lot of discussion, especially in the AFL community uh, this week. Veteran AFL reporter Caroline Wilson came under fire after criticising St Kilda players Seb Ross and Tim Membry for missing a nail-biting six-point loss to the Adelaide Crows uh, for family reasons. And she said that she believed fans and sponsors had reason to be upset with the pair who returned home after a loss to Sydney two weeks ago, Uh, Ross to be with his partner who has recently given birth to... To twins and um, Manbury's partner is expecting at the moment. So that's why they went home. Um, so Wilson copped a lot of heat from some really big names in the game and it also saw Seb having to release a statement on his Instagram kind of addressing it. And regardless of, of what she came under fire for, um, even from, you know, St Kilda CEO among a lot of other people, she hasn't backed down and instead has come out, in response to say that she's pretty happy with the conversation that it started and thinks that, you know, it's important to have this discussion about the role that these athletes have in kind of pushing what's happening in their personal life aside to show up, I guess. And I know G you had a lot of feelings about this as well. I guess for me on a surface level, we often talk about athletes being humans and and having to have that space to look after themselves and, you know, if they're, you know, I don't fully understand the entire context, I guess, of why um, these two players sat out of that game. But, yeah, what what were your initial thoughts and could you provide any more context on kind of why this has happened?
2: Yeah, so this story was brought to me, funnily enough, my mum had been out to dinner with... I don't mean this to sound wanky or whatnot, but just to provide some context of how far-reaching this conversation has become, my mum uh, had caught up with a pretty large group of the Storm senior staff uh, because they're up on the Sunshine Coast where she lives at the moment and called me on her way home from dinner being like, oh, my God, the conversation we were just having. And essentially it was about this and that Caroline Wilson, who is a very well-respected Uh, female in the journalism area of the AFL for lack of better words Um, and has been in a time where there weren't many women in the space so I think she's well and truly earned her right to be there and is very well respected which is why it came as such a shock to so many people that she came out swinging on this and has sort of refused to back down. A lot of the controversy about it has been That She came out with her statement saying that a lot of the senior people at St Kilda had advised the players not to go home and then when the players did go home, they came out saying we had the full support of the senior staff at the club. Mm. So there's been a lot of questions raised around who's, where the support staff and the coaching and so forth sat on their decision to leave. I think that's probably been the most controversial part of it. Uh, There's been discussions in the media for about a month now of the senior playing group going to the senior staff, um, talking about the mental toughness of the team and where they're lacking and where they feel like their season is going. And a lot of people did see their game against the Crows as a bit of a make or break in terms of whether they can find themselves at the top end of the ladder moving forward, which... Also probably a pressure point as to why this has become as big as it has. You think maybe if a team was sitting on the bottom of the ladder or quite comfortably on the top, whether it would have mattered as much, but you had two pretty key players leaving at a pretty key time in the season um, for a team who is really fighting for their spot out of the bottom eight. But, yeah, sparked massive conversation and it was very heavily debated, I guess, on the offsiders on the ABC last night. Roy Masters, Alistair Nicholson, and Caroline Wilson were on the show all discussing it. Um, And Caroline said that she apologises if she's offended the wives and admits now that she doesn't have as much knowledge or understanding of their personal situations as she initially just came out being like, it's not a medical emergency, therefore there was no reason for them to go back. Um, uh, But she doesn't apologise for making the statements. And one thing that I found quite upsetting and probably the biggest thing that we are going to have to continue navigating in this space is Roy Masters said that we're going to become imprisoned by this mental health card because as soon as anything comes up and then someone says the mental health card we're automatically not allowed to talk about it anymore and a few things there a wrong because (laughs) I think as open as the conversation around mental health can be the better and b these players didn't play the mental health card It's a really challenging time for everyone in sport. And I know that after the Bulldogs game this weekend, Luke Beveridge, the coach in the post-match press conference, said that, you know, his players are feeling a bit angsty. They're not really sure where they're going to end up with the COVID situation developing in both Victoria and Sydney at the moment. And instead of having a few days off there, they were going to have to travel straight to Perth. Inevitably, backlash around being like, oh, poor AFL players, like, doing it so tough. Who do they think they are? And the CEO of the club uh, followed up by saying, we know that people have it worse and everyone's situation is different at the moment, but this doesn't make their situation any less real and this is their reality and it is still unsettling for them and that doesn't take away what other people are going through. And I think that was exactly the point of these two players is that we don't know what's going on in their personal life and while it wasn't a medical emergency like, you just don't know what's going on in someone's home, especially when there's newborns involved or pregnant people. So, I think that it's a tough one. I think that, you know, players do have a responsibility to fans and to their club and to their sponsors, but, you know, they also have a responsibility to their life outside of football. Um, Alistair. Um, Nicholson on the offside has also said like you wouldn't find anyone in a finance job being granted leave for this and I was like well you would yeah Yeah, it's called paternity I was gonna say
1: that's what we spoke about and I I think that was a really good point from you G is that people you know doing the everyday nine-to-five job would be able to do that if they're on an away trip then they would be allowed to go back I know um, my touch footy coach is high up in Deloitte and that's really important and he travels all the time and in his life family comes first and in our touch footy team family comes first. So I know that he would be like not from work and like, you know, and he's a really important dude that he would be like, no, you go back and, you know, for your family. So don't bring that into it and say, oh, if have are in a finance job. Like 100%. that's so – and like that doesn't take away – like oh, I don't know that's just it's really frustrating I, when you sent it to me I was immediately angry um and I said <laughs> I completely um back the players that went back to their partners and you know you also made another good point um when we were chatting about it that we want to promote males being good role models and good father figures and um you know showing that they're really wonderful to their partners and their families and like where the contradiction is out of this world. Like, I don't know. It's just a bit silly in my eyes.
0: To pivot a little bit because I completely agree and, and, you know, this is something I feel like we have made a real point of using, you know, the the little and growing voices that we have on this podcast to advocate for around humanising and providing opportunity for athletes to live their real lives. Um, what, what I think is interesting and a question I want to pose is, something that I think uh, kind of made me take a you know th- kind of double take it at this whole story is that it did come from a female journalist in the space, and I think it's it's quite natural for us to be like oh and and we did this to our you know Julia Gillard, right? We expect women to be you know the soft and care about family and and have the sort of maternal thing and blah, blah blah, blah blah. So I kind of had to check my own misogyny when I was like, oh, that's weird to come from a female journalist. But then on top of that, do we think that it has had a, like the massive reach that it has because she's a woman? Because I think that if a, you know, any of those other AFL commentators, the old dudes who say stuff sometimes—that's outrageous. Like every comment, every commentary group in every sport does. It kind of goes, "Oh, they said it like a, a dickhead thing," and then everyone goes, "Oh, that was stupid and whatever," and then it dies because we can't. There's a little bit of an expectat- expectation that people will do that. There, I, I assume that there is this um, bigger reach because it is. I don't know, a bit stuck that she's a woman saying that? I don't know. Is that just a me thing? I think that's a you thing. <laughs> but then again, maybe that's just because
1: I think like this is my opinion and that's the way my brain thinks. So I would have thought
0: that it was unreasonable if a man said it. No, I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think. Sorry, that's not what I'm trying to no, say. No, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to say that it was bigger than what it yes. was because it was a woman. Yes,
1: I know what you're saying. I'm just saying on a media level, yeah, you're probably right. For me, though, I would have been annoyed either way.
2: Oh, yeah, I would me, be annoyed. I'm annoyed an an either yeah. way, yeah. I, I tend know. to agree with you, Marley. They touched on that um, on Offsiders as well. And, yeah, you do wonder if the almost disappointment in her saying that has resonated more with people than anything. And I think you're right that if it was one of those, you know, crusty old white men who came out and said it, everyone would have been like, nah, like he's, you know a misogynist and whatever and they know no better and would have been sort of angry at him and then it kind of would have blown over as one of these old dinosaur opinions in the league that is outdated and irrelevant whereas with her people are kind of like oh like we wanted more which is unfair because I think that she has a right to have that voice in whatever way and it was funny Roy Masters did say you know the same people who came out criticizing you were the same ex-players who were sitting around going, you know, players aren't as tough these days and we didn't get time off and we had to do this and they get all this and blah, 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 who are now turning around and being like, Oh, you can't be unfair. So I think that, yeah, unfortunately, yes, I do think it has more weight because a woman said it, but I don't necessarily think it's her matter of opinion. I think it's just that people sort of wanted more from her or expect a different take, but, yeah, uh, look, we'll, we've had this conversation a million times before, I'm sure we'll have it a million times moving forward. It's really different and your average Joe doesn't see being a professional athlete as a regular job and yep. that's that's what this all comes down to.
1: Just quickly before we get on the New South Wales Origin Girls, we've got Kennedy Sherrington and Quincy Dodd coming on. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit, of a shout-out and honourable mention on the back of Origin chat on something that happened on the weekend uh, with New South Wales versus Queensland Touch football competition. Over the commentary, there were um, two real (laughs) important quotes that I need to reiterate to the world, and me and G had a good laugh at them. Uh, so in the Mixed Opens team, Clay Studden was playing. That is Maddie Stutton's, uh brother. Maddie Studden is a part of the New South Wales Blues uh, Women's Origin team will be playing this Friday night. And the commentary were, um, Clay had the ball and they said, Studden, brother of Maddie. Actually, Clay's goal of his campaign this year is to get out of his sister's shadow. And I just thought that was like really cool. I know how close they are and I know they've like, trained together their whole lives. But I think it's just really cool. I know he backs her to the death and she does the same for him. And to hear him say that, I just think like, yeah, I don't know. Just thought it was really cool. I don't know what you guys, if you guys have a comment on that. But the other one was Abby Paffenhausen, friend of the show, who uh, also got a lovely mention. Uh, you know, the genes in the family. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, the speed and agility. But um, hers was Abby, who's Ryan's sister. Like it was like that. So that was really cool. And um, yeah, just wanted to
2: No, shout out. who it wasn't that. It, yeah, it was like that. But it was like, um, oh, no, that's what it said. You might know. You might know Abby's brother, Ryan Pappenhausen. Like it was more like he's the brother of yeah. the other way. And, around. and, and, it it, was so and they good. also
1: did say i um, pretty sure um, Abby taught him everything he knows anyway, because Abby's the older sibling. And I was like, yes. And like she would have loved that. So I just wanted to mention that before we get the um, Origin girls on, A bit of Origin chat.
0: Quincy, Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us from Blues Origin Camp. How bloody exciting. What What's the vibe like? How are you feeling?
4: Thanks for having us to begin with. Um, we're roomies. Um, but the vibe's been Immaculate. It's been through the roof. Um, we've come together really nicely as a team and I think we're building nicely into the game coming Friday. So.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think Kylie's done um, really well with us um, as a team. I think she's picked the right people for the right job. So, yeah, it's been great.
1: And the 19s came into camp and your sister's there, Kennedy?
4: Yeah, so we had a bit of um scrimmage tonight, 80%. It wasn't 80%, it was more like 150%. <laughs> And yeah, um, got her back. She tackled me a few times, got a bit angry, but now a bit advanced on the field. I'm really proud of her and just, you know, it's good to see um, young ones coming through with pathways that have been paved by um, the girls before us. So, yeah.
0: Amazing. Before we get into our little trivia game that we like to play, a question that I really wanted to ask you guys is like, because like us, we grew up watching rugby league, being passionate about it and, you know, having very minimal, not real dreams of being a rugby league player one day. I didn't have the sporting prowess at all. Um, but what does it feel like for, for you girls? Did you want to be where you are now, I guess, when you were growing up? And did you ever think it would become a reality?
3: Um, well, definitely. I think when I was younger, I obviously have an, old, I have an old brother, right? And I used to always play in the backyard, play footy with him. But when I was at that age, I could only play Oztag, soccer, softball, um, But once I found out that there was actually women's rugby league, I jumped on it straight away and I was like, I'm going to take that opportunity. And as soon as I started to play it, I stuck with it. I I stopped
4: every other sport and I stayed with that. Yeah, it's a bit of a similar story with me that you hear actually amongst all the girls, you know, um, they're playing other sports and then coming back to rugby league. Or it's the playing with the boys when you were younger to under twelves and you're no longer able to play because you had to go play league tag or something or netball. So it's really good to see – you know, just like the under-19s comp that happened a few weeks ago, the talent is through the roof. So there's going to be some um, competitiveness – I think that's the word, yeah um, – <laughs> coming into FW, so it's going to be really exciting to see the expansion happen.
1: Yeah, well, I think, like, for me, I um, I mean, I get to see these girls on a weekly basis. Um, they're part of the Harvey Norman women's team for the Sharks and – I, this is the first time I've been like around the space properly. Like obviously I've supported everyone and I've watched games and stuff, but actually being involved and it is hectic. Like it's so good. And I've told the story last week on the podcast, but I love seeing the little girls and the ones that came to training and they asked for your autograph and I'm like, This is so nice and like we're gonna try and come up to the sunny coast on Friday night and I can already see like how emotional it'll be, like seeing young girls like cheering your name and being there. I think it's it's you know, we're doing the right things, it's going the right direction, which is yeah. sick. Absolutely, and
3: definitely. What I learned the other day as well, I like. It is young girls, but it's also young boys as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so it's awesome
4: seeing both, um, both female and male. <sighs> yeah, and I think it's just really important for us as young girls to actually see it happen. You know, um, you know, with the likes of Serena Williams actually seeing her do the things she's doing, like she's the goat status. So actually seeing you know the likes of Jess, Sergis, Isabel Kelly, Kazi Apps, and even all those girls um before her. So actually pinpointing an athlete and being like, hey, I want to be like her. So yeah. I think it's
0: really important. Oh, hearing that, the young boys uh, getting behind two makes me really happy. Yeah. It's that whole <laughs> oh, you can't be what you can't see thing, right? Like yeah. that's what we're saying. Oh, oh, my God, I can't wait for Friday. Excited. Um, anyway. oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, girls, I don't know if you caught the first edition of um, a game that we call Are You Smarter Than The Queenslander. We had uh, Kaylen Ponga, Connor Watson, and Jake Clifford on from the Knights. And look – The feedback, the boys weren't too... They were
2: not smarter than Queenslanders. They were not smarter than... Not the sharpest
0: tools in the shed. So (laughs) that's why we've got two two New South Wales girls representing because... the Queenslanders really let them down in the last game. Uh, sorry, Georgia. Uh, not sorry at all. Jesus, oh, um, Queenslander, guys. <laughs> so the way that this is going to work, um, oh. you're, you're going up against each other. At the end of the day, I mean, New South Wales wins regardless, but now it's like you two are, you know, are roomies v. Roomies, right? right um, there's, <laughs> your buzzer is your name. Um, so go ahead. Oh, you already know. You're all over <laughs> it. <laughs> Classic. Um, and Kills is going to ask you the questions. All right? There's only a couple. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's only a few.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, okay.
1: Are you ready? Okay. Oh, yeah. The first one. Um, so, the first women's state versus state game was actually known as the Interstate Challenge. Uh, what year was this game?
3: Yes. Oh, oh.
1: oh, that was.
3: Wait, who's... Oh, Sorry. I didn't Quincy, Quincy. Quincy. Okay, Quincy. Wait, what were you... What you was the first one? Should Or, to or the end oh, no. one.
1: The first one. So the Interstate Challenge, it was called. Oh, Kennedy,
3: Kennedy, Kennedy. Okay, give it to Kennedy. 1999. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, know. 1999. Yes! I
4: remember it. I wasn't alive then. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> we learned this the other night. We had a trivia night. and <gasps> Ruan Sims... Ave oh, special. that's... Yeah.
1: Good killing memory, it, first of all. It. Second of all, Quincy, I forget you're such a baby. <laughs> I wasn't alive. I was
4: 2000. Minus, Minus
3: I was 2000. Minus Minus. Um, I was born 2000. Okay. So one that's to that, Kennedy.
1: Right. One to Kennedy. One to Kennedy. So, yeah, it was in 1999, Queensland won. Don't um, Second question. <laughs> Who won the Wally Lewis medal for the boys last year?
4: Oh... <laughs> Wait, that's not a Dallier, ma. No, for for the the State of Origin. origin, It's the the medal
1: you win at the State of Origin. Like the winner of the series.
4: Oh, um. What's his name? (laughs) He's winning the other day. Wait, wait, wait. Quincy. Yeah. Uh,
3: Was it? (laughs) Wait, no, State of Origin. Wait, wait. I'll give you a a hint. It's a
1: Queenslander. It's a Queenslander. Oh,
3: um, um, um. What's his name? Hectic Cheese? No. (laughs) He's Kiwi. <laughs> He's a New Zealand.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, I ca- wait, wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> right. Kennedy, you get a go because you got it wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, get. I'm
0: not the cheese. No, so, okay,
4: we lost last year.
1: Queensland won last two. year. Who got the Wally Lewis medal? The Pirate Series.
0: Cam Monster. Yes. yes. Oh, two, yes. Neil. <laughs> two, Neil. Kennedy's killing it. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh
4: just so <laughs> All
1: right, I actually don't know who's gonna get this next oh, one. That's
4: right. that's okay.
1: okay. Um, question number three, okay. focus. Oh, my goodness. idiots! <laughs> okay. Question number three Who was our first female prime minister?
4: Quincy, okay. Julian Gillard. Oh, my god, <laughs> you are the champion. <laughs> Look at Quincy, she's like, you Jamie. me up.
1: He knows <laughs> Um Okay, this one's like a 50-50, so you should get you should you can at least guess this okay, one. Like, Alright. Yeah, Auss- Aussie icon legend Steve Irwin was born in Queensland. True or false? Tell
4: you.
3: Um,
1: it's either true or false, do I'm gonna say, you say your name. False. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> he was he was born in Victoria but he moved to Queensland when he was eight. Fun facts. So
0: we're 3-1. There's two questions left.
1: Uh, Could go to a decider.
0: So it could be a a tie. G Moore, you're up. No, no. I
2: need to (laughs) go. Go, G. This is a two-part question, so wait until I'm finished. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who has, in the men's, played the most State of Origin games and how many did he play? In the, wait, um, State of Origin in the boys' team? Yeah. yeah. Who's, played, in, the who's, the who's played, played the most? Who's played the most ever? Either. The most State of Origins, period. Ever. Wait, 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 wait. Can I have, like, a hint? Is it, like... It's a oh, Queenslander? I, I, I wrote, is this too easy on the thing? I thought this was very general knowledge. Is it in the team now? No. No. Not.
3: no. No, he's not. He's retired. So is it ages ago? Or is it...
1: No. You can't keep asking these hints.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I it's really obvious.
1: He's a Queenslander. I mean, Big dog.
3: Quincy. Yes, Quincy.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, was it Paul Gallen?
0: <laughs> no. He's
4: a Queenslander.
2: A Queenslander. Quincy, <laughs> listen. No, like,
4: is, this, is this just in like state erosion history? Yes. Like, like, yes.
2: Yes. Cameron Smith. Yes. Bingo. Yes. Well and done. How many? For a bonus point, how many? Yeah, bonus okay. point. How many? Oh, I, thinking, I, like, I, I couldn't tell so you. Fair? I just know he's played like 300 and something games in general. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, I'm we'll going to one up you there and say 400 <laughs> and <laughs> something. 42 <laughs> origins.
1: 42 origins, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I yes!
2: Uh, Kennedy won. No, we've got <laughs> okay.
0: to got... one, one more question. <laughs> Final question. Final <laughs> question.
2: One, and this is, this is just for pride now, Quincy. So,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> guys, this weekend reese walsh is making his state of origin debut at 18 years old 352 days before him who was the last 18 year old to play state of origin Kennedy.
4: i can't remember his name but it was 1953 and he played four games i don't know his name <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I seen bloke in a blast post i don't know
2: he did post yeah, yeah. but you're wrong it wasn't 1953. Was it Ben Ica? It was 19-something-something. Something. Marley. Oh, sorry, I
0: was just genuinely guessing. <laughs> Marley, Marley just I said just, the answer. Oh,
2: yes. Oh, one for you, oh, one was, for me. Yes. <laughs> one for Marley. So the final score is Marley won. <laughs> it wasn't. It's Ben Iken. Ben no, Iken no He's a commentator now. I'll give you, well, he just signed as the
0: head of football for Brisbane. He's leaving, folks. Yeah, like. and
2: he's leaving NRL three hundred and sixty. Yeah. Wild.
0: I'll give yeah. you.
1: Um, I'll give you one more then. One more, Quincy. Okay. This is for you to win some pride back. Where okay, is okay. the big ram located? You know how there's like the big uh, banana, the big. It. I
4: know. You do I, know. It is? Go on, go on. <laughs> it's in it's, New South Wales. Yeah,
1: it's in New South Wales. I'm not telling
3: you Quincy we need to talk
1: man
4: Kennedy Yes If you get it wrong Goblin
3: Yeah
0: yeah. Kennedy you are the champion You you are are the the champion You are definitely smarter than a Queenslander It's
4: only because we stopped there for Roosters game Remember the first NRLW game last year We stopped in Goblin And I went and took a photo with the big
0: ram There you go There you buddy, go (laughs)
1: Just to finish off our chat, um, we want to get your predictions for State of Origin this weekend. Now, you don't have to predict your own game if you don't want to. If you want to be quietly confident, I'll back that. Otherwise, just give us a prediction for the boys' game. Boys'
4: game. Boys'
1: game, 3-0. As in, oh <laughs> No, the, the, the the, just this Sunday. Yeah, give us a score, first try, scorer. Okay. For Sunday,
3: I think. Boys will win. Tommy, yeah, but New South Wales will win. Yep. The score will be. Twenty voice is I've perfect. lost my voice. Yeah, now. I can hear it. <laughs> I got elbowed, I got shouldered right in the throat. Now I can't speak. I've lost vocals. Oh shit. Oh, Are you sweet ya. though? Are you all good? Yeah, he's She's He's Okay. it It'll come back soon. Um so New South Wales, I changed the score to thirty two to thirty two to eight. Ooh. Yeah. And first try to score at Will be that Brian
4: on the wing? Taa, to taa! These ones. Well, the boys will win <laughs> the series. Um, <laughs> and then boys will win the Charles Mitchell first try score. Good one. And then boys will win 38-16. Oh, yeah!
0: Okay. I'm going to be gonna so be, amazed if you're right yeah. on the money. You, you got you got any bets for man of the match? Oh.
4: Um was the six
1: yeah. I'm gonna Jerome give it to Tommy Lua. Turbo again.
4: Lua. Jerome Louis. Jerome maybe or, yeah. Oh, yeah. or Uncle Cleasar. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uncle yeah.
4: Uncle Cle Uncle
0: Clez. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> oh that's <laughs> classic.
4: Hey, um, yeah, yeah, boys will win.
0: Amazing. It's gonna be
4: yeah, it's it's gonna be a good game. I love but, it. But you know, just
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, girls. We (laughs) know you've had a massive day. You fly to Queensland tomorrow, and then you're going to win on Friday. So um, we can't wait to watch you. All the best for the rest of the week. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully see you on Friday.
4: Thank you for having us. No, you're the best. You guys are the best. See you soon. Night. Bye.
1: (laughs) See ya.
0: Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend something that you should be keeping your eyes peeled for over the week ahead. There is so much sport going on. Um, When I was thinking about my ones to watch, I thought, oh, there's so much that I could recommend, so I'll kick us off. Um, For starters, the European Championships for soccer, which we spoke about with that, what will soon... Uh, be known as this infamous moment when Cristiano Ronaldo almost destroyed Coke um, is continuing over the weekend. And obviously after that awesome chat with the, the girls, the women's state of origin is on Friday night and the NRL state of origin is on Sunday night. So you definitely want to um, strap yourselves in for some awesome sport all across the weekend Uh, And particularly on Sunday night, I would recommend keeping an eye out for the Maroons' latest debutant, 18-year-old Rhys Walsh, who has really made a name for himself this season, is being rewarded with it with a State of Origin bloody position. How good is that? I'm actually heaps excited for him. So
1: am I. Honestly, the more that you think about it, Origin is the pinnacle of nearly all sports. Like it's the best of the best versus the best. And now he gets to be a part of it. I just think it's really exciting for him. And I feel like... If he's listening right now, he shouldn't. No, but you don't like listen to what I'm gonna say and then judge me. But I just want to be like, don't feel pressure. Like you got nothing to lose. This is, you know, you're young. Who cares? Like you've got so many years ahead, and I just, it's exciting. I hope he's excited more than anything. Absolutely. There's no pressure, you know. Who's your one to watch? Um, My one to watch is the NBA playoffs. So um, you know, finishing off with the Eastern and Western finals, and keen to see who the top two are.
0: That's me. Sack. What about you, Jima?
2: I kind of have two, but they're kind of related. (laughs) So one is on Netflix, Sunderland Till I Die, which I know I'm very late to the party as per usual, um, but is a documentary with some pretty crazy access to Sunderland uh, Football Club in the UK. And their sort of um, relegation from the premiership down to League One, essentially. Um, really great insight the one thing I didn't love about it is that because it's a real life documentary and it was being filmed in real time like there isn't a curated happy ending yeah uh which I really struggled with but I think for a lot of people, if you haven't ever been involved in a sports organization or you love sport and sometimes you hear insight on how the habit inside of things work, so much of me watched it and was like, oh, I wish people knew how hard it can be, the back end of sport. And like, this is the content that you want to show the world so that they can, like when they get frustrated with their clubs or with signings and stuff like that, that you just want to be like, it's not all about the athletes. Like, look how much goes into this. So that, but If you're like me and you much prefer a happy ending, then I say... (laughs)
1: You're giving us an alternative. Is that what you're doing right now?
2: Yeah, alternative is Ted Lasso, which is on Apple TV. And you have to binge it because season two is coming out so soon. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for it. But it is basically the same story, but a made up one Mm -hmm. and... It has a happier ending-ish. Well, kind of, we're hoping for it in season two, but it's the most wholesome show I have ever watched and you'll walk away from every episode feeling so uplifted and it's just the best and season two is coming really soon and me and Dale can are having a viewing party. So maybe if you binge number one, you can get on it. <laughs> <number two.
0: laughs> I love that. And is that with the, what's that guy named the American dude who's the coach in that? Because I remember seeing all um, the trailers in that for it.
2: Jason. Sudeikis. Uh, Sudeikis? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, cool. yeah. Oh, it's just—it's genuinely the most wholesome show I've ever watched, and I watched okay. it at a really low point of Melbourne lockdown last year, and oh. it really lifted me out of it. So, like, it's so good—you'll love yeah.
0: it. <laughs> love that recommendation. Well, that brings us to the end of this our sixteenth episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. Does that mean are we going to do this for four months? Oh. Yeah. Are we going to have milestone birthdays? I think we
1: should. I feel like when we turn 18, like we should do something like 21, 25. I was thinking.
0: Fun. Do you know what yeah. I was actually thinking Fun, about today? Right? And I want to plant this in the seed uh, this seed in the minds of you the listener. I think we have to have a first birthday party at the beginning of next year, pre-season before the like NRL and AFL kicks off for 2022. Yeah, we- yeah, but also
2: let's think shorter and have a slam dunk get drunk 18th. We are pointing in agreement. That I like that I like because like the start of the next year is going to be great, but it's so far away. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I've got lots
0: of ideas I've got, got brewing at the moment, and we're gonna we're gonna get. I can't into wait it. for my second Slim, dunk. Get drunk.
1: That was <laughs> the theme of my twenty um, first birthday. That's why it's a thing in our
0: minds. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, look, all that stuff's gonna come, and it's only gonna come if you guys. Here she goes like and subscribe no why do I say like and subscribe like it's not YouTube sorry if you please hit that
2: subscribe button
0: if you are listening on Apple podcast technically it is
2: like and subscribe because you like it on Spotify and you subscribe on Apple don't you
0: You follow on Spotify. Oh, you follow on Spotify. So if you are listening on Spotify, hit that follow button and check out those two playlists, Chicks and Balls, Pump Up Playlist and Chicks and Balls and Country Music. Trust me, you need those in your life. Um, If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I know I've just jumped back, but give us five stars if you're into it or give us a review if you've got time on your hands. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod. Also follow us on TikTok. We finally have a TikTok. Keely is our resident TikTok queen. She's going to be producing some amazing original content over the next couple of weeks. So you want to go and follow that. That's also just at Chicks and Balls. I hope it's as funny as I think it is. Yeah, we're going to get there. Don't you worry. What does that say?
2: What does it say about Ivan? Does Ivan have the most slept on mullet in the comp? (laughs) (laughs) Classic.
0: Always a little um, segues there. But anyway, um, other than that, Make sure to slide into our DMs with anything you want to talk about or any feedback for Feedback Feels With Kills. Other than that, we will catch you next time. Bye. Have a hectic week, my bros.